Hello, welcome this week to Life Stamps, stories from here and there. Well, I regret to inform you, this week there will not be an interview. Portland has been a snowy mess. I would say a hot snowy mess, but then the snow would be melted, so a cold snowy mess. The roads have been complete total crap. With that much being said, I'm not going to be able to have a guest this week. However, I will dabble into a story for you listeners about my road trip from a couple weeks ago where I visited New Mexico, Texas, Colorado, and it was a pretty good enjoyable experience for me, so I'll dabble right into that after a word from my sponsor. Thank you. And so by the time it was ready for me to leave, I was super ready. 2020 was just too much for me to deal with, so it was good to finally arrive in Colorado. I was like, wow, it's sunny. It's nice. Well, at this point, let's go ahead and get my car and let's get on the road. I had three days visiting my family, catching up with them. That was quite good. I enjoyed seeing them. Hadn't seen them since this pandemic for over a year now so catching up with them was much overdue much needed so got to see two of my brothers my mom my stepdad and then closely but not physically you know a whole handful of my extended step family and stepsister her husband step nieces there's a huge lot in my family but nevertheless Putting all that in mind, I got to spend some good time and play catch up with all that and kind of put it close to 2020. Started off January, right? I think by seeing my family and then, you know, getting ready to set out and hit the road. That being said is when I was like, okay, my family lives in northern Colorado near Fort Collins. Um, Kind of the town is Loveland, Colorado, which is right next to Fort Collins. They live kind of on the border of the two places. Um, I went on a little day trip with my brother up through Estes Park, Colorado, which um, people that are fans of Stanley Kubrick, the movie The Shining, they know, you know, the Stanley Hotel is in that town, Estes Park, Colorado. So stopped by there, got to visit that as much as you could with the pandemic, which was not the full hotel, but could still kind of walk around the grounds and see some of the interior and stuff and see some of the uh, famous film props that they've got for the movie The Shining and stuff. So that was enjoyable. And then continued driving around um, a lot of the mountains and the roads and the snow and stuff in northern Colorado there. You know, Howlands Park, um, Lyons, Netherland, Ward. These are all small towns in northern Colorado, but they're all kind of got like a little bit of a unique sort of pioneering mountain gold rush kind of history. So just enjoyable driving in the mountains. Time came, I said goodbye to my family. I drove down. I was really set on making it to New Mexico on my first day of travels. That, however, did not happen, and that's mostly just because of convenience. I've always been the kind of traveler that does not enjoy doing more than four or six hours a day on the road. I get weary. I feel like I've wasted my whole day, so I usually do like to arrive at a place where I can still get an evening out of the deal and then still kind of explore, and, you know, even if I'm only going to be there for one night, I would like to 
arrive at a place with enough time to kill where I can still get a dinner or walk around and explore like a town square or anything of that nature. So I found a hostel in Colorado Springs, Colorado Adventure Hostel. I went with that. I just chose it. It wasn't amazing. It was a, it was a cold night. Um, they did have some pretty interesting mural artwork, graffiti artwork there on the grounds of this hostel, but it was off of a kind of a ugly, dirty kind of construction trash field road, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. The hostel itself had potential, but just not in a very desirable area of the city, in my opinion, where there's a much more prominent university in the town center and stuff, but the hostel is nowhere near that. I think the hostel is located there specifically because of uh, Garden of the Gods um, State Park, which is an amazing place if you ever get a chance to go, because that's where I end up um, exploring and going to go visit my very next day as I set off from there. But that evening, mostly just kind of struggled to stay warm. Uh, used the hostel kitchen to some extent, but the facilities were sort of, how do you put it, uh, tampered down because of COVID. As I've noticed that with lots of places since the last year, since I've been trying to travel various places, some places you get somewhat of a full package because there's not very many people staying there. Other places are allowing more people to stay there, but they're taking away a lot of the things you would enjoy. This hostel would be on the ladder. So for the time being, I don't recommend it, but you know, when restrictions start, open up again. It seemed like it'd be a good place if you're passing through Southern Colorado because Colorado Springs can be a gateway. Manitou Springs just up the road from there is fairly decent cool little town to visit so um, you know definitely worth a shot. I just wouldn't do it right now with COVID the way it is. It's just not that exciting of a place. So moving on the next day I did go through Garden of the Gods. Um, it's cool thing about this state park is the founders of this park only had one request when they opened up this park and that there would never be an admission fee to enter this park. So it's always been free and it always will be free. You'll see that those placards all around the park and that was like the main mission of, you know, Garden of the Gods Park. And then the kitchy name is just because somebody a long time ago said, hey, these rocks, these formations are so amazing that you know, even the gods would be happy with a site like this, all natural as it is. But it's very well worth it. If you know nothing about it, um, definitely Google it, Garden of the Gods. And it's just an amazing little place to hike around with like, you know, rock climbing and then these magnificent red rock sculptures and stuff like that, or structures of natural rocks and stuff. From there, I left that day and then I took a breakfast in Mantua Springs at a place called uh, the Mountain Spring Cafe. It was okay. It was decent. Enough food to give me energy for the road. Filled up my gas tank and I was like, all right, I'm leaving Colorado now. Going down to New Mexico. As I passed through into New Mexico, I took the night, three nights, I think, or two, I can't remember now, in Santa Fe. And Santa Fe is very interesting. It's one of the oldest actual proper cities in the United States. The culture is very colonial, very Spanish colonial, very Native American influence there. The cuisine's really delicious if you enjoy corn and you like Mexican food. 
it's not like Mexican food you have in Mexico. It's a totally different type of food on its own, right? Um, but um, things like pozole are very common because corn is a very front and forward kind of ingredient in a lot of um, New Mexican style Mexican food in general. So you just find really good food around there. The town plazas are like kind of like a bunch of smaller little plazas, tiny old streets. It feels a little more like you're in Mexico when you're in Santa Fe, if you're in the center, because of the layout of the city. All the adobe houses, adobe structures, everything's really like tight, the streets are narrow, and it makes it a very enjoyable place to walk around. However, you know, another situation with my road trip just kind of let itself where it's COVID and there's not a lot of people, not a lot of shops, not a lot of boutiques. None of these things were open necessarily. You know, the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum is there too. I think that is also closed because of COVID currently right now. I found a really cool coffee shop that I enjoyed there. And the name of that coffee shop, I'm looking at the sticker I have right now, is called um, Iconic Coffee Roasters. And I believe that they have more than one within Santa Fe, but I definitely recommend um, checking out any one of those. It was probably one of the more interesting, um, actually probably the most interesting cafe I actually visited my whole road trip here because they just had this amazing outside patio that was two-tiered and just the architecture reminded me a lot of someplace I would actually see in Spain like a Spanish cafe, but you know, happens to be in New Mexico called Iconic Coffee Roasters. Go figure, it was really, really nice, very enjoyable to go check that out. So, um, wrapping up with that, I don't feel, well, yeah, there is. I was thinking to myself for a minute that there's nothing more to really talk about when I think of Santa Fe specifically. But there is, because actually somebody I went to high school with, her name is Susie, um, I got the chance to visit with her when I was there, and her husband, and just had this really amazing adobe style apartment there, with um, like these wooden log, kind of log cabin kind of structures for the roofs, had um, amazing immaculate like New Mexican style tiles for the floors, just a really nice property it stays real warm and you know most houses there have like these kind of wood built in clay fireplaces and stuff so everything's kind of nice and warm and cozy when you stay in these type of like adobe dwellings when you're in new mexico and they had a place like that and had a good time catching up with them and having um, a really good meal with them before i left and took off the road and that's where my next day of the travel begins i was looking for aliens so i said hey roswell supposedly has area 51 roswell supposedly has aliens what's not drive what's why not drive south and see what we find down there besides i knew that not far from there a place that i've always wanted to see the carlsbad caverns you know if you google those are one of the more amazing cave structures that we have here in North America. I've wanted to see this place for as long as I can remember. So I drove and I decided, well, I'll take a night in Roswell. Kind of a mistake. <laughs> I get there, it's hot. People are like, just kind of like buzz through the place because there's really, it's in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico. 
It's in the southeast desert part of New Mexico. There's nothing very enjoyable there. It's very hot. You know, you've got military bases all around there. You I mean you have like some detention centers and everything else of that nature. There's like a main street and people will cruise these kind of hot rod vehicles there and stuff. But um, it's just like, I thought there was something more worthwhile, like why there would be a reason why I'd want to stay a night there. There really wasn't. But you know, that being said, I went to the UFO museum there anyways. Did my little walk around, you know, looked at uh, some of the alien stuff, and you know, kind of caught up on some of my pre, stored knowledge from previous episodes of Mulder and Scully and the X-Files and all that kind of shit. So that was all right. But uh, looking back on it, I was like, no, if I was ever going to go to Carlsbad again, I probably won't stay in Roswell. Roswell just didn't have enough going for it for me. And I was glad I only stayed there for a night. That leads me to the next day where I went to the Bat Caves. And the Bat Caves of Carlsbad, New Mexico, were quite good. I enjoyed them. Um, there's a lot of cave network to explore there and I only got to see actually half of it because the other half, the more uh, sort of dangerous you still can explore with a guide type parts of the park I believe were shut down because of COVID and that might also have something to do with the amount of actual park employees that they were keeping on staff right now because of it. So they really only had like the main chamber open, but the main chamber is quite extensive. You get to go through probably, I would say a good, maybe like two to three miles, you know, if you're walking around inside the whole thing, great rock formations, stalactites, stalagmites everywhere. There's little streams, there's, there's deeper caverns where you can see where there's different parts that have eroded and you know karst parts that have come up from like the bottom surfaces or just all on these different elevations and stuff so you can see lots of different layers while you're within there and stuff my only gripe is they don't have a lot of lighting in there like i've seen in other places where i've explored caves where they've really you know kind of mounted their lamps for visibility in various parts where you can really see the depth of the matter. There was multiple times I was just using the flashlight on my phone just to get further depth and perspective of my awareness of how far some of the, like, the crevices and these caves would actually extend into. I couldn't for the life of me see very far into most of them because they just hadn't put a lot of like those actual visual lamps in the park itself so that would be uh something i would recommend <laughs> to that park because it's like you get to see a lot of things that are pretty awe-inspiring and beautiful right in front of your face but then all this cool stuff in the background you struggle to actually be able to see those as you explore the park and then the cool thing also is like they do the bats take flight at, during twilight they leave the caves and they go out for their daily, their nightly feedings, if you will, looking for wildlife and prey and stuff. And they conduct um, these little shows where the bats go take flight from the amphitheater. I didn't actually s sit there and watch one of those shows because of the time of day and how much time I had to go continuing on the road. But it's a really cool, another way you, you can do the, the, the long hike into the caves, which will descend you down a long spiral ramp 
into the cave structure itself or you can take the elevator which will take you about probably I would say about a mile or a mile and a half underground right into the central chamber and then you walk around from there. So you can make it a two and a half, three hour experience or you can make it more of a half day experience depending on how much time you have and what you want to do. So I left the park and it was quite nice. I took in some of my vistas and my photos there and then from that point on I um, drove to a little town in southern New Mexico in the mountains called Cloudcroft because I had found that there was a hostel there and a quite a good hostel actually because it's up in the mountains with a really good kitchen and stuff you know so I made sure at that point before I left I was going to find a good grocery store and get myself a good like four or five days worth of food to save money and just kind of cook some meals in the hostel that one and then the one in El Paso that I ended up afterwards um, it was a good experience I that was kind of the midpoint of my road trip itself so to speak so I just kind of just wanted the time to kind of relax self-reflect be in the mountains for a bit do a little bit of hiking and stuff and there was a really cool um, couple cool trails from the little town of Cloudcroft itself that have these vistas when you overlook looking west they look right over White Sands New Mexico which is just an enormous giant body of white sand desert that you can kind of see off to the distance and stuff so pretty good little spot if you happen to be in southern New Mexico and you're tired of seeing desert I recommend checking out going to Cloudcroft the hostel there is great so there's really no reason to skip over it if you happen to be in that part of New Mexico because the uh, topography in its own right will be much different than anything else that you'll see around there. From that day when I left forward, I drove down to El Paso. I knew this was going to be as far south as I was going to go. I didn't want to um, drive around too much into Texas because I had to make up all that time. I was going to have to drive back north to Colorado, drop off my rental car before I flew out. So El Paso was kind of like my last stop heading south. And from there, I just drove to El Paso from Cloudcroft, that was a real short drive, that was probably only about a two hour drive. Got into um, the Gardner Hotel in El Paso and instantly when I met like one of the uh, check-in guys, his name is Josh, I um, just kind of instantly like kind of jive well with this guy so I was like, you know what, hey I got a podcast so why don't like I cut you on an interview at some point here before I leave because like you have a ton of information. It was just one of those welcoming kind of hosts. Once you arrive to a place, he tells you like, you know, all this random, just strange, bizarre facts about the city and you know, what goes on there. And then he's runs these like ghost tours down there and stuff. So needless to say, I uh, was more than happy to kind of interview him for my first lifestyle show ever and do that. Now to say, what do I have to say about El Paso? It was very similar to probably the Santa Fe experience. There was great places to walk around in the downtown city core. There was historical buildings, there was historical theaters, performing arts center, um, a convention center. Everything was like Twilight Zone though. It was just windy. All the days I was there, it was like bizarre, strange, cold and windy. And not a, so few places were 
inhabited. It was like very surreal. I don't know how else to explain it, but it was just a couple of days of being in a fairly good sized city with a lot of wind, but no people. And that in itself was strange. But then once you would go out from the city center uh, to like the suburbs off of the highways and stuff, it was just slammed with people. But in the actual like city center, my personal experience, there wasn't hardly any very few people there at all. So I didn't get to really taste the cultural plate of what the city has to offer being a border city like it was, is. And so I wanted more of like to experience kind of like the El Paso Juarez relationship it being like you know two cities just split by the river of the Rio Grande and I didn't get to really experience like how the local perspective was there like I would have liked to because it was very very COVID crazy when I was there so I couldn't really see or experience most of those things so Needless to say, I probably have unfinished business and I'll go back to El Paso at some point and try to see more of what there is to do and experience it. There's, I know good hiking there that I had learned about. Um, there's a place called Scenic Drive, which drives up to these like lower, like um, kind of like desert hills that go around the city and stuff. And from there you can see all the, the whole metropolis of both Juarez and El Paso from there and that's kind of an interesting place but for the most part I didn't get to see what the actual city groove communities cultural stamp of the place really is because it was very well shut down so it was all right though you know I got to finish up with the rest of my groceries that I had that I intended to make meals with and, um, the day I left I just ate as much food as I could because I knew I had a long drive in front of me as I was mentioning earlier I usually don't like to do more than like a four to five hour drive in a given day so I still have the evening and time to explore this was a different situation because I had to make up time I had to go that far back north to return back up to Colorado so I decided I'd make the drive all the way from El Paso to Taos New Mexico and that was definitely took me probably about six or seven hours. I think there was an accident on the highway at some point that also kind of gridlocked me and slowed me down driving up into the mountains. But it was a cool day just the same because I got to go through the different climates all on one road trip. You know, it was like El Paso, Southern New Mexico, very deserty and stuff. And then it got more kind of plains like as I got, you know, through the outskirts of Albuquerque and then drove through some different little like reservations and stuff you know so got to see some different type of things of like you know t tobacco outposts and various other things that you have and you quite commonly see when you're in New Mexico and then once I passed through Albuquerque then I was back through the Santa Fe area off to um there's a road between Santa Fe and Taos I don't remember the name of it, but it's a really nice road to drive. I recommend taking it at some point because you go through a, um, a community called Española and that place seems to have like a really good like farmer's market that happens there. And it's just a wonderful drive. There's like, that's where the terrain changes from like, you know, sort of desert plains to like 
dynamic sort of like Red Rocks and then Pueblo Homes up in the mountains up in the hills there and stuff. I think there's the Santa Cristo Mountains, if I got the name right correctly, when you're in northern New Mexico there. And that's a really nice drive. And then you come through like into the little valley, into the, the town of Taos itself. And that's pretty much where I was going to end my road trip. I decided I was just going to spend three days there, kind of unwind. Got a pretty quite good hotel there for a cheaper price because of the pandemic right in downtown Taos that had my own little fireplace and stuff so every night I can make myself a warm fire and explore the town a bit. Also quite quiet but the nature around there is amazing. I could probably give you before I end this show today maybe what I would call um, four must-do things if you're exploring Taos itself as a city and all like you know like within like probably an hour's drive of there. There's hot springs all around there that are great to go see. And also around Santa Fe as well, there's great hot spring spots that you can find. Um, there's the earth ships, you know, as you're probably familiar with, is um, restructured recyclable materials that have been used to construct living dwellings and homes and stuff out in the desert. That also is not far from there. You just drive north from Taos and then you drive east. And then it's a great drive because as you go that direction, you see just tons of airships right on that road there. And then when you go there, you get to go over the uh, Rio Grande River Gorge, which is a really, really impressive, like deep gorge. We're looking over the Rio Grande River. It's quite crazy because the river itself isn't very wide and it doesn't seem at that part of the Rio Grande it's very deep either but the gorge itself is massive it's just like you're just like you feel like you're like driving along the desert northern like you know mountain desert and then you just have this drop off over this bridge it's just like phenomenal and then you have people selling like arts and crafts and stuff from the rest stop there you know whether native population or whether it's like earthship people there's all kinds of like really cool arts and crafts to check out around there um another thing i recommend if you're in taos is that there's the taos ski valley is a circular route and that'll take you through all kinds of mountains through the towns of angel fire which is really dynamic with like you know some ski slopes and great mountains there's another town on that road with a great big lake and also right close to the ski resorts which is pretty cool and then the one on the north of that circular route is red river which is very germanic in architecture so it feels like a little <laughs> kitschy kind of little bavarian set up little town or whatever they're kind of um, if people have ever been to Leavenworth, Washington, uh, Red River, New Mexico feels very similar to Leavenworth. It's very, all of the architecture is very Germanic, and which is also pretty cool to see because you start getting really used to just kind of seeing the same kind of Pueblo type architecture and Pueblo houses and stuff when you're around New Mexico. So going to this town is pretty cool because it's definitely doesn't look like most other towns in New Mexico because of that, right? stuff so yeah and um then there's a really great hiking trail i recommend called the divisadero hiking trail which is also just outside on that circular route from the southern point from the southern part of that circular route of the Taos ski valley is a really really great hiking trail there's just 
wonderful foliage there, the sun and the snow, and it's just everything just makes really, really good worthy like photo shots. And um, yeah, so if you're ever around Taos, I recommend all those things for you. Um, I think that pretty much concluded. I had my final day during this whole road trip where I um, had to drive back to Colorado. I knew there was some sand dunes. I didn't go to White Sands when I was in southern New Mexico, so I thought, well, in southern Colorado, there's Great Sand Dunes National Park. I would go check that out. That also became kind of a situation. I drove out there being like, you know, I should have followed some type of weather reports or looked at it before I did so. I didn't waste a ton of time that day, but it was kind of funny because I probably did waste about an hour, an hour and a half out of my drive back to Northern Colorado to go out in the middle of nowhere just to go to this place. And it was like super cold, super windy. And then, you know, they were still charging like way too much of an entrance for the visit to go see it so I said nah I ain't I ain't doing that I'm just gonna kind of say you know I had a pretty good little road trip I enjoyed my holidays so that's that so that kind of concludes um my whole story uh for where I was the last couple weeks I hope to have um you know a new guest to interview for all you guys for next week but either way, I hope you guys enjoyed my story of my road trip. And I look forward to seeing what type of little story or what kind of interview I can bring out for all you guys coming in to next Sunday. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my road trip story this week on Life Stamps. Uh, look forward next week to who's going to be interviewed next. And if you would like to follow my show, you just click the follow button on Spotify or wherever else you're getting your podcast. And if you have any questions for me, lifestamps2021 at gmail.com. The email is also posted in the description as well as my support link if you would like to support my show. Thank you and get to do a new lifestamp next week. Bye. Thank you.